Good morning, Mrs. Strawberry, and good morning, Mrs. Trash. I am your host, Shana Dumchuk. My guest this episode is an extraordinarily talented aerial hoopist, a contortionist, a model, and an airplane bathroom Instagram trendsetter, Julie Marshall. And we're going to try and make the world a better place, one word at a time. Our word this week is trash. This podcast goes for 25 minutes, but before any of that, it's time for the three-point check and some home truths. Julie, thank you so much for being on the show. The most important thing I need to know is how is your head, your heart, and your tummy? The big trifecta. The Bermuda's triangle of my body. Exactly. Thank you so much for asking. Um, My head is much better than when we originally were supposed to record this two months ago when I was um, getting over a good old-fashioned concussion, and now it's running about... It's it's fine. I, you know what? I live another day. Uh, so now my brain is right back to running at forty percent as it usually does. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, my heart, which I believe was your next one, is yep. I think fine. I'm not sure I have one. I'm pretty sure there's just like a crow banging against my rib cage ninety eight percent of the time. Look, with the way uh, the world is at the moment, I will gladly accept fine. You know, it's yeah, you know, it's very okay. Let's go with that. Great. And then my uh, tummy is uh, always terrible. Always. I am one of those people that can eat nothing. And every day when I wake up being like, what did I eat yesterday? That's making me feel like my insides are an active hellscape, Uh, which is, you know, but like as Fun. as as someone that's like such like an active like physical performer like isn't that something mm-hmm. that you like that must be a real drag. It's I mean I'm sure I am sure a lot of it is psychosomatic. Yeah. I'm I mean I was when I was I don't know I I will try I don't know how family friendly this podcast is. You can say whatever you want it's um, the internet. Perfect. I mean granted when I was in my early 20s and I would drink half a bottle of whiskey and then you know blackout in my bed wake up the next morning and be like maybe it's dairy maybe that's why I don't feel good <laughs> I definitely like um yeah. and yes as a performer there is I'm sure other other factors to it where yeah I eat a lot of protein mashed into the shape of other food yeah uh oh we got a, a sound there um I, I definitely something I also eat for both my fitness and the aesthetic I have to bring into the world because um, being a female athlete that's also in a performance world, uh, you know, may have a little bit of um, pressure that we have to hit a few Western beauty standard situations. So I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of it I'm doing to myself, but just like my heart, it's fine. It's fine. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone is going to want to know uh, how you got a concussion. Is that is that something that we can talk about? Oh, was it, yeah. Was it's it a cool that. story or was it like you slipped no. on, a, on a banana? I slipped on a banana in the sense that I got into a car accident. It wasn't, it's not like a, it's not a super interesting story. It's a, I was turning left. And I made a lot of mistakes. I was running late. I should have like checked sure. better. And a 20-year-old boy and his girlfriend plowed into my car no. head on, which was super great. Um, 
But it turns out, because a car was giving me the right of way, it turns out if another car just tries to pass the car giving you the right of way and is speeding and hits you and you're making a left-hand turn, um, it's still your fault. Oh, great. Uh, Because, yes, because you technically don't have the right of way. Oh, wow. So that was a great thing I learned about the United States social justice system. Mm. Uh, But every, like, I mean, I was, aside from the concussion, I was not injured. I really was worried that they were injured. They were not. Um, Pretty sure they were stoned, but like, I ain't no snitch. So whatever. Well, good for you. But yeah, I definitely was out for a while and uh the solution to a concussion is to sit in the dark with no stimuli Mm. uh which for my little adhd brain was a hard go of it because i love stimuli um and because of adhd a lot of those just symptoms in your day-to-day life are like little baby concussion symptoms anyway so sure. then having a big girl concussion made the world a very challenging place for me to navigate. And the residual of it was a rough go of it. Because it turns out your brain is just a fragile, mushy piece of meat inside your skull. Oh, and absolutely. I am. Um, I was actually filming. Uh, this was many, many years ago when I was making my mm-hmm. first solo show. I was filming a lot of like behind the scenes uh, footage and just happened to capture a moment where uh, I actually fell backwards, hit my head really bad, and mm-hmm. passed out for a bit, and then was fully concussed. Not really realizing that what had happened until the next day when I showed my mother the footage mm. of me speaking at a volume and speed that was very irregular and she just burst mm-hmm. out crying and I was like oh, oh, no. oh no I think I dumped my brain a little bit that's what I mean that's exactly what happened to me as I the first 48 hours I was like I still went to work I was still like I am fine probably mm-hmm. and then then I thought I had a whiplash because I was having like these weird symptoms and then I kept telling people about the symptoms and people kept going I think you are concussed um it was like a mom lifting a car off a baby but it was me just pretending that i was fine just moving on well i'm glad that you're good now and you're you're here with us um 40 percent yeah back to 40 percent which is really all anyone can really ask for at the moment uh-huh. i think uh, as part of being my guest, I, I, well, firstly, I'm very excited to get into your word in a moment, but as my guest, you do get to ask me one question as part of the Home Truths segment. It can be as serious or silly as you like, and my only job is to give you as honest an answer as I possibly can. So uh, the floor is yours to ask me anything oh. you would like to ask me. Well, my, my question is going to be very mundane. If we weren't That's just fine. talking about car accidents, I was going to be like, how do you think you'll die? But um, this, I have an actual and earnest question is, sure. where did we meet? I have a memory of it being at the Winnipeg French Festival, like yes. two years ago, but you're in Australia and are Australian. And then I was like, wait, did we meet in Australia? Because that seems to track better for that. It, that would make sense. But no, you are right. It is. It was the Winnipeg Fringe 2019 uh, it was very brief. Uh, I think we kind of pa- saw each other in passing, but we only really met on like the final night 
with the uh, the awards thing and like oh, right. uh, you were you were in a circus show with my friend Dan that got an award and I got an award yes. and we kind of just met at that party briefly. Oh, um, and I was very halfway there at that party because I was exhausted and have the, I remember Dan getting the award because it, he was excited to get the award and that's yeah. the extent of my memory. I you loved were, Winnipeg. That's it was I met a great my, festival. Yeah, that's where I met my best friends, Lisa Lottie, yep. who is a fantastic hula hoop artist. I also, um, in Winnipeg, like, I'm like a six out of ten most places, like seven and a half <laughs> if I put on stage makeup. In Winnipeg, I was like an 11. Oh, I yeah. Had like a gr- I had like a girlfriend at the food co-op, boyfriend at the coffee shop. I was like, I am doing well. Oh, by all accounts, Winnipeg. you were crushing it. Ah, I was like, all right, I guess I got to come to Winnipeg for my self-esteem. Not that everyone there was beautiful, but it was something about this goblin of a person, really. Just <laughs> people were all about in Winnipeg. I'll never forget you. When you guys got up to win your award, you got up and you did like a, a big kind of like kick stretch. I don't know what you call it. Where you yeah. put your leg up behind y- your head. Uh, y scale. Yes. Oh, great. A Y scale. I got up on mm-hmm. stage. I think we were after you and I attempted to do the same move as a bit of a gag and for sure hurt my leg. So Oh, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry for hurting you. No, it's fine. With my I was just, I just wanted attention. to be cool and do a cool Y stand. Well, I'm sure the bit killed. It did pretty good. Okay. Um, now getting to your word, cause that is kind of what the podcast is all about. And you've picked, mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite words to date, which is the word trash. Uh, yes. what, what, uh, compelled you to pick the word trash for today's podcast? Uh, I wish I had any good reasons, uh, that, that like flowed into each other and I could like bring it all back together to some, for something meaningful. Um, I picked trash because I do have a necklace that reads trash Beautiful. because I, I did find out that uh, Etsy, which is now mostly the place where white women go to get uh, things for their bridal showers. Okay. Um, lots of uh, embroidered or, just things like keepsakes or whatever. Like now we have a mug that says Amy and Jeff on it. Um, I found out that Etsy will put anything on a necklace. Oh, yeah. if you write it out. And I asked my Instagram followers what, uh, what I should put on a necklace. And I remember it was a uh, Dan Sab, the aerialist was the first to respond and just said trash. And I was like, no question. Um, <laughs> The other word could have been garbage because I, I do refer to myself as like aerialist performer, sparkling garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's many reasons why I find that word quite funny. And uh, it is my spirit animal, I guess, is uh, someone once told me that um, you should always refer to yourself as a dumpster fire because... You want to be a fire, but a dumpster fire is contained. A dumpster fire doesn't destroy the things around it. Sure. Um, as long as you keep putting stuff in it, it continues to burn. So that, being a that dumpster has fire a kind of real, being, uh, yeah, real beauty to it. Realness, right? Um, so I do think I am a dumpster fire of a person, uh, full of trash, and. I am a couple other, again, none of this is going to connect with itself, but um, I do have the other theory that anything is a trash can. If you 
insist on leaving trash in it. A great example is my car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can sympathize with that. And I do like the... This maybe gets into a more of a half-baked thought I had earlier this morning when I thought to myself, why am I attracted to that word? Um, I think we use, when referring to people like trash, we refer to people as trashy when they aren't our taste, when we think we are superior to them. Yeah. And when we, yeah, when we feel, yeah, superior and I find that really interesting because, like, I I feel superior to no one. I don't know anything about anybody. Like, anyone who I might be better than in some situations, I bet money they are better than me in others. Like, I, I also the Jeff Goldblum quote of there's no such thing as good taste, just your taste. So when I realized a few years ago that I am only going to do and say and dress and exist in ways that make me laugh or make me happy and it doesn't like it if I want to wear a sequined jumpsuit and then like four sweatshirts on top of it maybe I look trashy I'm real cozy and also quite sparkling so like I'm having fun I tell you what you, uh, you pull it off every time though thank you thank you you when I do pull it off I document it for the internet yeah I would say that there has been a lot of a, like swing and a miss for this girl. Uh, uh, I have to I have to comment on the on the stuff that goes online because um, mm -hmm. as I said, like we only really met very briefly in person, but we follow each other on Instagram and what have you. And and I am a, I am a chaotic presence on the internet. <laughs> I am such a fan of your your online work, especially your uh, which I mentioned earlier, airplane uh, bathroom selfie where you do what what did you call it the Y. It's called a it's called a Y scale for because it, it's scale. a circus is a visual medium. I will mm -hmm. use my I will use my wordage to describe it. It is when you are standing, and if you are uh, someone with mobile hips, either naturally or you have trained it. I have definitely trained it. Um, it is not a natural thing for me. Uh, you are standing on one leg, and you pick your other leg up, and either pull it in to you or you pull it behind your shoulder. So you are making a standing split with one foot going up towards the sky and the other yeah. one hopefully firmly planted on the ground. And whoever is watching goes, hmm, very flexible. And you did mm. one of those in an airplane bathroom on a sure plane. Did. And you just started a trend of all your uh, friends trying to do it. Some of them very mm -hmm. successfully, some not. Uh, I will admit I did uh, go in to, like, I've only been on a, flu a few flights since then, and I did go in once going, you know what, I'm going to? And then I immediately bailed on the idea. <laughs> They're much smaller than anyone thinks. And I'm much the, less flexible than most people think. Than most people think. Well, and what originally got me there, like, because I was bored. I was flying a lot at that time, I think. Um, and it's funny with seeing everyone else's that uh, it's really height and size specific. I am 5'7", and when I am in wedges, which I wear to airplanes because they make me feel fancy but also comfortable, it's actually was more of I realized, oh, I can stick my leg onto the ceiling because airplane bathrooms are tiny. Oh, yeah. And a 5'7 woman can, can, if she can get into a split, can put her front leg on the ceiling, and I don't have to hold it. I can just chill. Yeah. And I was like, what a fun... Little thing. 
thing about airplanes because they are built for no one but 25 year old military men in the 50s yep but apparently they're built for this now that's i now i believe that's what airplane bathrooms are for and please someone i me as a time traveler went back to 1950s and uh if they allowed women in the boardrooms at that time i would have come in and be like you see guys i have a plan I don't know what accent I tried to do there, but I that's a 1950s accent. I'm yeah, I saying. think so. Definitely. Perfect. Um, now, I'm speaking to you from Perth, Western Australia. You, you're you currently at home in Las Vegas. Is that right? Not even a little. No. I am currently in Frankenmuth, Michigan. Okay. Uh, which is a small German town about an hour and a half north of detroit uh we are wrapping up a tent show okay uh do you know do you know this term yep yep you assume a circus in a tent like yeah tra- the traditional tent i've i very thing. very briefly uh dabbled in this in the carny life back in the day ah yeah well i am currently wrapping up my time in the carny life uh we just did uh, i'm on, on circus kirkus uh which is um an awesome company. This is their second run of a show. Uh, their first one was right before lockdown. Um, and this is their second go of it. Uh, we have one more week left and yeah, it's great. Um, I would not say I'm the biggest fan of Northern Michigan just for the sake of speaking of my dietary restrictions. There's not much I can eat here. Can't really eat German food. And it's a lot of cornfields, which are fine, um, but the show itself is awesome. Being able to perform again after, really for me, it's two years or a year and a half, however long, of of, of sitting in my room disassociating. Yep. It has been amazing. The cast is amazing. The audiences have been amazing. I am like Tinkerbell. If I don't get claps, I die. So <laughs> yes, it's been I a really much, great experience. Uh, yeah, I feel that. Uh, so that's another thing I wanted to ask you, obviously like the, the COVID-19 thing has shut down uh, a lot of performers ability to tour, even perform in their hometown. How has that, that adjustment been for you and what's it like sort of moving forward now? It's, uh, I have no idea how it is moving, um, forward. I am truly just pinballing through life, uh, hoping for the best at all times. Uh, lockdown itself actually, I mean, was absolutely awful i i very much i mean i don't have to go through the gamut of how much we all were hurting and how much we all were like lost people lost jobs lost lost a year of our life oh yeah um two years and and still like you know i still wear masks when i go out like i'm i'm vaccinated but i am very much of the mindset of of uh, just do the things we should do to get this to be better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say I am one of the people that like left lock, like lockdown left me better than how it found me. I had just like left a job right before, like a few months before that left me broken, left me physically and mentally just not well and I was, um, and it was baby's first little bout of depression, yep. which I had never experienced. I, I thought I was depressed as a teenager, but turns out I was just a teenage girl. And that's just how you feel. And 
after having like acute depression, I now realize that that's not something I had experienced before. And I am nothing but sympathy and support for people that deal with that uh, either in long terms or intermittently. But I was, yeah, fully um, in, uh, in like month four of a depression spiral. And then when lockdown happened, as much as that sucked, it also like brought everyone down to my level. So <laughs> I wasn't being very communicative about my mental state with people because um, emotional availability is not my best forte. But then during lockdown, people would message me being like, so how are you? Because we were all messaging each other. Yeah. You know, just checking in. I I had the great experience without being able to be on the road to do actually a bunch of these episodes with people all all around the world because everyone was home. Everyone was home. Everyone was not okay. Mm. And so, yeah, having people, I had not been communicative that I was not okay but now people could just assume. Yeah. So I, I ended up getting the emotional support I, I needed and, and wasn't emotionally cognizant enough to ask for, which was great. And it also, like I was living at the time out of two suitcases out of my friend Sarah's guest room. Um, and she's amazing. She's one of the best people in the world, but it wasn't good for me to be living out of someone else's house for the foreseeable future where neither of us could leave. So like after a few months, um, after a few months I did like have to use it as a way to say, okay, I am going to have to be in Vegas for the foreseeable future. I ended up getting on a lease for the first time in seven years. Um, And it, it, did give it did put a fire under my ass a little bit to make choices because before I was kind of just floundering I kind of didn't know what I wanted I didn't know if I wanted to stay or go and the universe decided I had to stay it really did put us in a position to kind of decide what we wanted to do and what was really like essential to our lives where our priorities really were that's what seems to have come up a lot um doing these episodes and just uh, what changed from an original format to uh, a fun way for me and all my friends around the world to kind of check in with each other. Um, Yeah. And no, and that's great. That's great. And I, and now I I was in Vegas for a year intermittently after that. And now I'm about to go back to my two suitcase lifestyle for a hot second, uh, which I realized I kind of missed. I kind of missed being a circus vagrant. Yeah, this is the longest I've been in my hometown for over a decade. Um, we've got to start wrapping things up because we've only got a little bit of time. Uh, we've talked uh, about concussions. By. It really goes very fast. We talked about uh, you know car accidents, concussions, uh, accepting yourself as the trash that you are, uh, amazing airport feats. Uh, Julie, how do you think we can use all this and anything else to try and make the world a better place? It's a big question. I... That is a great, large, earnest question that does not have an answer. To wrap it all up, if you think something's going to be funny, and it is funny to you, stick it on the internet, as long as it's not hateful or hurtful. And if people like it, those are the people that are going to want to keep checking in with you. 
And that's literally all I do in my life or on the internet is I just do the things that I think are funny and hope that just keeps fueling the sparkling dumpster fire I choose to be. I love it. Uh, Julie, if people want to find you online and follow your uh, airplane exploits and look at your uh, amazing portfolio of work online, including your uh, modeling portfolio, uh, Instagram videos of you just doing fucking sick flips and stuff, ah, where can they find you? Thank you. I spend so... F- it's just videos of me spinning real fast and hoping no one notices that I'm not actually spinning. doing anything. Um, you can find me on... Um, the Instagrams at Julie Marshall does things. Uh, I'm also my website, Julie Marshall does things.com. I'm sure I'm on other platforms under that name. Don't look at my Twitter. It's where my drunk texts go to die. But yeah, <laughs> that just mostly, makes me want to go there more. It's not, I mean, it, I wish it was funny. It's just me being like, I made toast. Uh, yeah. If you Julie Marshall does things on the internet, you'll find me. Uh, I'm so glad we finally managed to make this happen. Thank you for being on the show. That's all the time we have. Until next time, be excellent to each other, everyone. Hey there, folks. Thanks so much for checking out the latest episode of Good Morning, Mrs. Strawberry. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you want to help us out and help the channel grow, make sure you like, subscribe wherever you get your good podcasts, and help us out by leaving a rating on those websites where you can leave ratings for podcasts. Also, if you'd like to check out some of the other stuff I've been doing, you can check out Cube Boy Collectibles. That's right. If you head to cuboycollectibles.square.site, you can check out my art toys, art prints, skateboard decks, and other weird stuff I've been creating over the last year and a half. There's also stickers, button badges, postcards, and whole bunch of other stuff that's cuboycollectibles.square.site check it out i hope you like it thanks for listening to the podcast enjoy the rest of your lives